Social Classes and Hierarchies in Jane Austen's Emma One of the challenges to our understanding of Austen's novels is that we often fail to appreciate the nuances of social class and standing in early 19th century Britain. In America, we like to think of our society as relatively classless. We do acknowledge some class distinction, usually upper, middle, and lower or working class, but tend to see the boundaries between classes as being permeable. One can rise through merit or fortune. And polls consistently demonstrate that the vast majority of Americans identify themselves as middle class, 70% according to a 2000 poll commissioned by Gallup, CNN, and USA Today. Our own experience with class in America may cause us to miss or misread Austen's subtlety. In Emma, this situation is sometimes complicated by the fact that we are usually reading Emma's perceptions, which may not be completely reliable. However, here is how one critic suggested we might view the hierarchy of social standing in Highbury. Note that this reflects Emma's views and is based on the characters as they are first introduced. In some cases, their status may change over the course of the novel, but it's a good start. I'm indebted to Laura Muniam White's article, The Experience of Class, Emma, and the American College Student, which makes this issue relatively accessible. The class ranking here is from highest to lowest. In Highbury, we have Mr. George Knightley, followed by Emma and Mr. Woodhouse, then Frank Churchill, then the Westons, the Eltons, the Coles, Mrs. and Miss Bates, and Jane Fairfax. Uh, away from Highbury, we have the Churchills, the Sucklings, the Campbells, the Dixons, and the John Knightleys in that order. Then we have a sort of problematic line of gentility, Mrs. Goddard, Mr. Perry, and Harriet Smith, who are sort of between classes, and then below the problematic line of gentility, that is not of the gentle class. We have the Martins, William Larkins, who is Mr. Knightley's agent, Mrs. Hodges, who is Mr. Knightley's housekeeper, Miss Nash and the other teachers, James, Hannah, and other servants, a poor family in a hovel, the gypsies, and the poultry thieves. So here's the rationale and the general guidelines for, uh, for these social matters. Barring actual titles, which would signify the nobility, such as dukes, barons, baronets, marquises, etc., the biggest signifiers of social status, even more than monetary wealth, are one, land, and two, not having to work for a living. Knightley is the largest landowner in the district as well as being the magistrate, but within Highbury itself, Emma and her father are at the top of the pyramid. Being in trade would place you at a lower social position than a non-working landowner. Thus, the merchant class is not highly regarded at all unless one happens to acquire enough wealth to retire from trade and be a non-working landowner, of course. 
Mr. Perry status is somewhat problematic for us. As a practicing physician, he's technically in trade, which holds him down despite his profession. So he might be regarded as on the fringe of gentility. He would be significantly higher in status than an apothecary who, in addition to dispensing medications, could perform some medical procedures or, hard for us to comprehend, a surgeon who in that day was usually limited to performing manual procedures such as setting bones. Certain professions such as the military and the clergy were often populated by members of the gentry, often second or third sons, recalling that the eldest son inherited the property and any titles. So military officers and clergymen were often gentlemen, though obviously lower in status than landowners. Note that Captain Weston's social standing improved when he retired and became a non-working landowner. His wife, the former Miss Taylor, rose in status accordingly with her marriage. Governesses were above most servants, but were often looked down upon by the gentry. Notice that Harriet Smith's true social standing is probably lower than Emma regards her. As a, quote, natural daughter, she is illegitimate, which explains why Knightley sees her prospects for marriage to be limited and why he is upset by Emma's encouraging Harriet to reject Mr. Martin. The Martins are considered part of the yeomanry, as Emma calls it, because not only are they not landowners, they are tenants of Knightley, but they labor on the land. The gypsies are lower in status than the poor family in the hovel because they are wanderers and have no home in which to settle. There are many more nuances concerning marital status, birth, and wealth. While not as significant as Americans tend to view this marker, it does play a part, but these are too complex to deal with here. There is also the matter of the gentility of one's actions, which we will discuss primarily in connection with Mr. Elton and Frank Churchill. While British social classes tend to be more fixed than Americans often realize, there is some mobility. Characters can rise in status, as Frank Churchill does when he is adopted by the Churchills, as Captain Weston does by becoming a landowner or by marriage, which is one of the few options by which a female can improve her situation, as Miss Taylor does when she becomes Mrs. Weston. They can also fall in social standing, as Mrs. and Miss Bates do, as a result of their poverty and unmarried status.